Welcome to podcast 161 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and on this week's pod we'll have some save updates, a chat about how we'd go about turning the Spurs situation around in FM, and of course a quiz. But before we do all of that, let's see who I'm joined by this week. Mr. Azapardi, welcome. Hello. Not many of us today, but yeah, I know uh, our second guest isn't too happy that I'm first, but you know. <laughs> and and rounding us off is Mr. Dupe. I don't think I've ever been like. I you think definitely that, no, have been on, first. I think for, okay. First and foremost, what's popping? That went down quite well last week. All the imaginary <laughs> tweets I got. Sorry, I'm not Herb. Um, basically, um, I think over the last 161 episodes, I've been first like five times. Um, but the I, thing is, it's alphabet in alphabetical order. In, in Discord, so I go usually if I'm going round. Okay, so you you'll always be sort of second or third depending okay. on who. So I'm going to change my name. I'm going to go for a clan inspired AA dupe AA. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Anyway, I uh, hope you're well, Matt. Sorry, so. I'm I'm good. Before we do the save updates, um, there is still a few days left of this, so we thought we'd do a bit of public service announcing. But Football Manager 20 is currently available free forever on the Epic Store. So if you haven't yet played Football Manager 20 this year, now is your jumping off point. So follow the link in the description. We're not getting any any anything for it. It's just a case of if you like FM and haven't played FM20 yet or haven't been wanting to pay for FM20, now you can get it for free forever for absolutely bugger all. Do you want my thoughts on that, Matt? That's fucking epic. Well I done. Like it. Yeah, well done. Yeah. We didn't rehearse that at all. No, they actually didn't. We've done very well. Uh, right, we'll start with our save updates then. Dave, uh, we'll, we'll leave Duke till next because he's got a bumper save update with Palermo. So we'll, yeah. we'll save him. But, but you've got Rotherham updates to deliver. Rotherham. Yeah, so we, we kicked off our Premier League campaign. I've not actually played the game as much as I would have wanted this week, but we've still got a few months into the season. We're doing, we're doing all right, to be fair. I didn't really know how, how what to expect with a season. Uh, but we stuck with the same quite attacking formation. And we've given some of the top teams a good game, to be fair. We've lost to United 3-2. I think we lost to Chelsea 2-1, Liverpool 2-1. Um, but predominantly against the teams who should be beaten, we are. So at the moment, we're mid-table after about... 11 or 12 games I think so we're in a good position um, in terms of signings I bolstered the the positions that I really wanted to, to bolster sign a new goalkeeper signed a new right back Emerson I think plays at Barcelona off the top of my head um, but he's in real life uh, but a really good option he's been really good um, signed a couple of centre backs as well and just bolstered everywhere and, and, and the strike force as well so yeah, looking good. Um, started off well, and uh, over the weekend I'll be playing obviously up until the January transfer window. So I've still got a little bit of money left in the kitty, but hopefully this time next week I'll have the the season finished, and it'll be interesting to see how we finish off. But I think it will be a, a mid-table finish. Where's the um, where's where's the ceiling with Rotherham? Or are you going to go kind of all the way? Do you think? Do you think like because obviously it's it's a tough save and it's. We haven't got long left. Are you hoping to yeah. maybe squeeze a Premier League win out or just kind of get to Europe or just be safe? Well, on average, I'm doing about a season every two weeks at the moment. So before, obviously, before the end of this month, I'll finish this season. Maybe I'll squeeze two or three more year, year seasons out of it before the next game's out. To be honest, the game is, you know, a lot of people are playing other games now. The interest in the game is, is dwindling a little bit now. It's it, it's quite an in-down. So I'm just doing the, playing the game at my own pace, enjoying it. So ideally, in an ideal world, I'd go on to win the Premier League or Champions League. But that actually happened is, you don't know, it, it depends how quick I can rise rise up with them. So, it'll yeah, it fully depends, really. Come on, Dave, you've won enough Champions Leagues this year. Yeah. Let's somebody else have a go. I don't, I don't want to promise anything <laughs> as well. Because for one. <laughs> I said I'd finish the Pentagon Challenge at like the end of Feb and it took me till like June to do it. So I'm not going to promise anything either. <laughs> That's probably wise, actually. Yeah, Learn from yeah. your mistakes. Son. There yeah. you go. <laughs> right, Dope, <laughs> we'll roll around to you. Palermo, it's back. It's back, baby. And it's not great. Which might sound weird because I've only lost one game all season. Um... We've drawn one game. We've won every other game. And like I think we've just absolutely smashed teams. 6-0, 4-0, 3-0, 4-0, 4-0, 6-1. Uh, against like teams like Roma, um, Inter, Ajax. We're talking big teams, you know. We've won every single Champions League game. So we're 
currently on course to beat that fake Bayern Munich record that they've got. That I, you know, that controversial <laughs> thing I said and all those imaginary tweets I had. Um, so <laughs> things are looking on the field very good. Uh, we strengthened in the summer. We got a bump of uh, amount of money. I sold a player that I um, I bought uh, called Romeo. Uh, sorry, I got on a free from Liverpool. Uh, and I sold him two seasons later for 60 million quid. So I thought that helped our um, our bank balance. Got rid of a lot of deadwood and sold about 131 million pounds worth of players, which was good. I bought the best right back that we could find. I bought the best striker that I don't already have. The best centre back that I don't already have. Um, my team currently, the first 11, uh, with my coaches, rate them as five star. Every single player. My bench... Uh, in in Italy, you get to have like a full eleven uh, man bench um, or ten man bench. I've, I've been there for thirteen seasons. You think I'd know, <laughs> right? Um, a lot of players sit on the bench, and um, like three quarters of that is five stars. So the rotation has been really good at the moment, and um, we haven't played the same lineup um, in about three or four games. We we'll kind of rotate the team, and um, and we don't seem to have back to back. Um, games where we're playing the same line, which is good because I'm trying to keep fit for the Champions League. The issue that we have is, obviously, I want to win the Champions League. And I feel this may be our one go. The reason it might be our one go is we're in fucking debt. We are so close to sending Palermo back down a Serie D. Um, <laughs> basically, what may or may not have happened, and this may have happened on my watch, knowing that this would happen in the future, thinking I'd win the Champions League last season and we wouldn't be playing this season. There's a little thing called credit by putting things on that never-never that turn around actually pretty quickly. Um, so my projections, normally I'm kind of, hitting a profit of around about 30 40 million a season we're currently now on a loss of 198 million uh this season wow. uh so my projections state that we would uh we would be at 267 million pounds in the red um then the season after 508 and the season after that 650 million pounds <laughs> now as we all know uh, that the um, the the UEFA are very hot on this, and they don't want people kind of outspending the way they can spend. At this current moment in time, we will not be participating in the Champions League next year due to FFP. <laughs> we are currently failing FFP. Now, a lot of people in chat have said that we've got a very rich owner who's not that rich at the moment with, as the club, but he's he's very rich, and there's a lot of people in chat say it's okay. It'll get to like. November time and a massive sponsor will just come out like 3 million, 300 million sponsor and it will just clear all the debts and you'll be in FFP and it's brilliant and it's just him sticking in like Palermo on the side of his yacht or something. Um, the problem is we're at the end of November and the only sponsorship that we've had is 3 million quid uh, which we lost in probably around about 48 seconds. Um, so <laughs> yeah, uh, Palermo in the mud very much could be in Syria D. However, on the field, fantastic. Um, and we're getting results. But yeah, I just kind of wanted to break that down and be open and honest with everybody. Um, and, you know, yeah. The problem is the board knew that this was going to happen, yet they still gave me 198 million to spend in the window. Um, so as much as this is my fault, I'm blaming the board as well because... Um, you know, they see the statements as much as I do. I don't look at my bank <laughs> statement and go, crikey, I'm in the mud. Here you go, darling. Here you go. Take my credit card and go shopping. I'm not stupid like that. Right? I'll steal somebody else's credit card. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much where Palermo is. Uh, just a disclaimer. I've not stolen anyone's credit card this week. Um, have you got any players that could balance the books if you sold oh, them or, 100%, or not? 100% Dave. I mean, we are talking, I mean, we are talking, I have got players rolling around with money that we could sell however i mean my starting lineup there's not a player that's valued less than 57 million dave okay yeah so we've we've got we've got players my sub bench i'm just rolling down there 69 million 67 million 71 million 64 i got quite you know 
I need these players, Dave. I need these players to get this Champions League that I haven't won yet, David. Um, I think we're going to have to sell players, correct. Um, the problem is, is I have a... I have a 19-man squad. That's all I have. Because I got no money. And I got no youth. Even though we got state-of-the-art. Even though we've got the best that we can get. The youth are just... It's like Blackburn's first 11. It's just terrible. Um, sorry, man. I don't know why. I'm five nil against Wickham today. <laughs> oh, you did better than we did. All right. I don't want to talk about <laughs> real life football, actually. Um, VAR can, yeah. Um, so yeah, like to be honest, you're right, Dave. The problem I've got is I need a transfer budget before I can then go on and do that. Um, but you never know. Like mysterious sponsorship on some blimp in in Palermo could have my name on the side, and you know, happy days. We could be all well and good, but. At the moment, I'm fucking sinking. And at the moment, I can't find a door and I can't find Jack. So, I'm fucked. It was a Titanic reference. I mean, they could have both fit on the door, but that's a different story. That's a different podcast, yeah? Come back. (laughs) But yeah, very different podcast, agreed. Um, But yeah, that's um, uh, Palermo. I will say another thing, Matthew. Martinelli, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you struggle to sleep when I don't tell you where he is at the moment. Struggle to remember who he is. Yeah. Yeah, Martinelli is still at uh, Fiorentina. Uh, we played them third game of the season away from home, and we beat him six now. So, yeah, who's the daddy? Um, but, but they're not in debt though. Probably not in debt. No, no. Uh, don't get things on credit, kids. Basically, is the the advice we can. We well, can technically, take in this section. I mean. <laughs> I'm not going to go into it, but you should get things on credit. Just make sure you pay them off. You know, it helps your credit rate. But we're not going to go down that road. No, <laughs> okay. That's, um, I mean, if you get a good APR, would, would, like take it on credit. Honestly, it's a really good idea. Don't, but don't, don't, don't listen everything. to this section of the podcast <laughs> and don't apply it to real life because Dupe is not an independent financial advisor. No, but one thing I will say, I um, we played Milan uh, and I stumbled in this random back office and there's this bloke and he's, you know, he's stroking this cat and he's asked me and I've taken sure I've ta- this is going I've taken a loan out so it's okay all right um from a nice loan shark in Italy I mean there's no dodgy people in Italy right there's nobody that could hurt me in Italy no 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 I we'll be fine you're we'll quite be fine. safe yeah. yeah it'll be fine uh there is no save update from me this week because uh I've not streamed at all so there's there's that um but we'll we'll gloss over the fact and know the fact I haven't pl- I played so little FM I can't remember what happened last in the, in my Black Vanilla? I think so. you signed Messi. No, not no. this week. Okay. No, no, that was Ronaldo was last week apparently, but <laughs> but yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I can't, re- I, I honestly can't remember. So it's been a while. Head's been in other things slash work slash broken back. That that's always great. Anyway, we will move on to our main section. This week, which has been inspired by the All or Nothing Spurs documentary and also Joe's recent FM challenge that was posted on WeStreamFM.com. So we decided we'd discuss how we'd turn around the problems like Spurs are currently facing in real life, but if they were happening to us in FM. So the the key takeaways, if you've not seen it, hopefully these are relatively spoiler free. Ultimately, it's already happened anyway, but... Mass injuries to key players. These are the key things I've picked out. Low motivation, opposing managerial styles or a hangover from a previous manager and how to counteract being too nice. And so if you have seen it, you'll understand very much what that means. Uh, but we'll, we'll, Dupe's got a question first, so we'll, we'll let him answer that before we continue. Yeah, I, I just, that even. I just, sorry, I, I didn't, I, I, I have to admit, I, I've done a curtie here and just gone off, I've gone off schedule, and I, um, just really quickly, I'll make it brief and I'll let Matt continue. Um, if you haven't watched it, you have to watch it. Like, I'm a United fan. Ex Mourinho was our, Matt, Mourinho was our ex manager, I should probably say. And kind of at the end, we had a bit of a sour taste with him. Um, I've fallen in love with the guy just watching how he does things. So, like, if you, I mean, I, I've not watched a City one because it's City. And now I feel like I should to kind of get you, in the mind you, of Pep. You should. Um, you should. And maybe that's changed my mind on that. So um, honestly, even if you're an Arsenal fan, um, watch it. It's amazing. Go on, Matt. Sorry. Sales pitch done. But no, the only thing is, is I want to get them on side because they'll have Twitch Prime and they can come and 
Okay, go on, Matt. <laughs> which prime? <laughs> so uh, we'll fo- we'll start with the, the the first point, which is how would you handle mass injuries to key players? What like dope? You're a prime example here. You've got a team with 19 players of which have vast values, but take five of them away. What? How do you solve that problem? Take like, five of them away. You, I've you... got no depth. <laughs> <laughs> okay well uh, what, what if they're broken though um, okay so taking five of them away uh unfortunately would mean i'm in the mud right um and it would mean probably a, i'd probably have to step away from a change of system so at the moment i'm playing three midfielders with an attack midfielder in front so theoretically... <laughs> i love how you're trying to change <laughs> the, the difference of how you play it basically a diamond no, no, no. I, I don't have a DM. I have three. In the, I mean, thanks for watching, Matt. Um, so I have three midfielders and a attack midfielder with two strikers up front. So if I was to like, have mass casualties in midfield, then, well, I need to change. I can't play four midfielders. So we'd have to change the system, but try and keep it as close as possible. But my main thing would be stand up if you're fit. Okay. You play left back. You can play right back. Brilliant. You can play center back. Um, I would probably play a lot more defensive. Um, well, granted, if you've got no strikers, you've got to play defensive. Go strikerless like they did um, in Tottenham. Um, I'm I'm massive for youth. For me, I would like to buy young players anyway. I would I would stick it with my youth. I'd say, come on, lad. You might still be doing your, your GCSEs, but... <laughs> but didn't you just say in your update that you have no youth? I have no youth. You're right. Yeah, I have no youth. My you do youth... actually sound like Mourinho who says he uses youth and definitely doesn't. I'm not Frank Lampard. Um, <laughs> my youth is terrible. However, I would use my youth. I mean, we could make him work. There's people like Eddie and Ketcher that, that are playing for, for, for Arsenal. If he hadn't spent his time at Forest Green, he wouldn't be the man he is now. Right? <laughs> this season, Victor Seaman. Right, signed for Napoli for sixty million. If he didn't do what he did for me at Wolfsburg, he wouldn't be a Napoli. So I would like to say I put faith in youth. And that's the only thing I put in the youth. I put faith in youth, and I can do it. So don't come over with that, Dave. Uh, to be fair to, to Mourinho as well, he he uh, although it was kind of enforced upon him, uh, he ke- he kept uh, Tanganga in the starting great lineup. name. I love that name. It's just so fun to say. Uh, uh, who, who was the other? There was a, a couple of other players. Troy that, Power, and then he missed the penalty. Well, yeah. 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 Spoilers, sorry. Was... FA Cup quarterfinals. <laughs> Episode seven. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> Is that the last one were... now? They don't, they're, not fin- they're not doing more, are they? There's no more. No, nine episodes. Yeah. Shit, I've watched them all. <laughs> but he'd brought through a couple of others yeah. uh, from throughout. So it's... Yeah. Yes, he's forced into doing it, but he's not afraid to bring them in if he needs to. Um, Dave, what would you do if that was your case, whether it be your Rotherham team or whoever, to, if it's a, a hypothetical team? Um, with injuries, it depends really on on the length and severity and 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 stuff like that. Really, I love. Um, to, if I'm honest, I. I quite ne- neglect my youth teams a lot on, on saves um, unless I'm sort of really invested and unless there's some sort of some sort of thing that I'm doing to try and nurture the youth I neglect them quite a lot and all my money tends to go into my first team so it's not like a lot of the time on previous saves I've had good youth teams but especially on the Rotherham save and so on it's not like I've got a fantastic under 23 side to look towards um, but I, I do love having an academy graduate and bringing him into the first team and seeing him do something whether that's a striker and he scores uh, a couple of goals or you know a, someone again and some assists I think there's no better feeling I think as a short term solution that, that would be the case but normally I always have um players that are versatile or, or really bulk the squad I tend to have issues with left backs uh, on my most on on the Rotherham save, actually, I've had I signed two left wing backs, and both of them got injured. Um, I ended up playing a winger there, so I always have different scenarios, and you know, and make sure I've got the versatility in players uh, to to fill the positions. But um, yeah, I, I if if I had the capability to, I, I, there's no better feeling than bringing up one of your youth players and him doing a job in a position. See, that's one thing I don't do. Like, I don't play people out of position. When you play people out of position, Dave, do you 
Do you sit down and do you look at the attributes and go, yeah, this guy's going to be good at the attributes, or do you go, he's a striker, I'll stick him out on the way? Now, normally it's stuff like, it's mainly wing back. So if I've got a left wing back, I'll play left, I, I might put a left winger there, especially if I'm losing a game, um, I can put them on wing back attack. So they're just almost driving forward from deep sort of thing. So I've done that. It, it's not like I'm going to look at a striker and think, you know what, he's six foot three and he's got good heading and not bad marking. I'm going to play him at centre half. See, I don't, I I don't do so. I, I don't do I stuff would, like that. I mean, the amount of central midfielders you now find getting converted to fullbacks, I would much rather sort of pick someone who is a bit more varied. Um, they may not be fast or as fast as a wingback, like if we're talking about a modern yeah. wingback or fullback. But you, Trent Alexander-Arnold, wasn't he wasn't an attacking winger, but he started as a central midfielder and moved to right back to to sort of enhance his chances of getting picked for the first team. And he's he's not exactly slow. He's he's very got a very good delivery, but his passing is one of his strengths. Well, yeah, a couple of things on that fullbacks I found on Football Manager Twenty, especially, are so hard to come across a half decent fullback. Um, so that would that would make a load of sense to me. But in my situation as well, playing a libero, trying to find a libero at the time at a championship level was almost impossible. So I had to play a central midfielder there, who was Herbie Kane who slotted in perfectly and he's he played I have signed a libero since but he he predominantly a central midfielder fitted in brilliantly decent header decent tackler but most importantly obviously good passer and, and composure on the ball so goals are overrated yeah yeah Pick yeah. attributes you don't yeah. you, you take make, take a minute yeah, well yeah I think traits are kind of but in terms of I would I I mean I've played the game the same way for years but attributes are king and I'll just take the, the minor hit in performance when they're not as good in a particular position. And I, especially like with being lower level myself, I've got players that I've got like my backups. I quite like having a, a smallish squad and then the backups. Are sort of, I, I guess I build in versatility by training players that can do multiple roles so that I've got a backup if I need one. Um, so whether that be, uh, a defensive midfielder or defensive-minded midfielder who's a bit taller and decent in the air, who I can slot in at centre half should I get an injury mid-game because I've only got five subs as well. So I guess I kind of have that that sort of readiness built into the team anyway. To be fair, that I do tend to look at attributes over roles anyway. Like, but at the time it was in the championship, trying to find a centre back at, at championship level who's half decent at most defensive duties and passing was pretty hard to, to do. So it was either do I drop Herbie Kane into there or play Grant Hanley as a libero? And I think there was there was there was only one answer in mm. the end. <laughs> mm. That would be a, yeah. a big fat fucking no yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> right. On to the next point there. That's low motivation. So the I think the Spurs team seem to be struggling with uh, with trying to pick themselves up after that Champions League final defeat to Liverpool. So, let's say you've had a similar situation occur, like in the t- in your team, like Dave. Obviously, you had a, a couple of disappointing Champions League defeats. Yeah. yourself, so you're you're in a, a fairly unique position <laughs> that uh, that you've sort of missed out on the biggest prize a number of times. Did you find there was a big hangover with the squad? Like, did you struggle to get them motivated to go going again? I know you did smash seasons and you had an excellent team, but did you notice any drop off at all? Um, it was mainly me. I, I think the team was absolutely fine, but it wound me up so much. I remember after the first defeat with Real Madrid, I ended up that we missed a penalty. I ended up selling that guy just completely. I offered him out, and to be fair, he wasn't actually that brilliant for. I think he moved to Arsenal. And he was dreadful for the rest of his career. And I, I, part of me felt quite bad for him, really. But um, the rest of the team was fine. I think, obviously, if your morale's low and, and so on, there's so many areas on Football Manager that you can you can use. But it would be the same in management. You know, you've got to try every way possible to, you know, cheer up your players and motivate your players. And in Football Manager, it's personal interaction, praising them for training. And obviously... You know, I think that's the first step. And then obviously when you start winning games, everyone as a whole is going to be more motivated and, and happier. But yeah, I think training is quite a big way to, you know, to one, identify the players who aren't quite doing what they're meant to. But two, actually, you know, saying either, yeah, you're doing really well and give them a smile on the face or or you need to improve. Otherwise, you ain't going to be playing games for me. Everyone knows, Aaron. This is the the hardest bit about FM itself. Everyone knows that it is 
massively morale heavy, right? We've yeah. always said a happy squad is a, is, is a squad that's going to win for you. I mean, I don't think many people have said it that way, but um, I don't think that catchphrase is going to take off. But <laughs> I'll see it on T-shirts in a couple of weeks' time. Um, you know, for me, Dave, you're absolutely spot on. Let's keep talking to the players. Let's tell them that they're training well. Let's tell them their conduct is good. Um, basically, every trick I've done on every streamer showdown I've been on because I've been shit. Um <laughs> The training, team bonding, you know, that sort of stuff, absolutely cannot disagree with a single word because it is so important. Yeah, pay attention to the dynamic screen. Uh, mm -hmm. my, even, like, non-league in particular, the you you don't have many training days like you do in higher up the divisions because most of like your players probably are going to be part-time unless you're in the, the higher reaches of non-league. But uh, I, I focus on keeping the players happy. Uh, so a little bit of physical training, um, but the rest of it is focused on building the team morale and the familiarity and everything like that to give it, sort of improve the team's performance. Um, so I think things like that is what I tend to do, as well as inflating their egos in the press and like was Dave was saying with the personal interactions. And then also weeding out the bad apples. Like I think yeah. that's another thing that Mourinho was doing. He got rid of Danny Rose uh, whilst <sighs> on loan, and he obviously wasn't particularly happy. Anything about... from Milan, boss? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't particularly happy about the situation, and I think, I mean, I'm fortunate in non-league that I can bin off who, unless I've got someone on a permanent contract, which only lasts a year at most anyway at this point. But unless. Unless that is the case, I just bin them off. No, no one is bigger than the club. All of that, etc. So yeah. anyone that's going to be bringing the the team's morale and motivation down, I bin off. I'm I'm fair. I've I've sacked people at half time. In fact, I've sacked people within twenty minutes if they yes. if they've if they've uh, been like missed something that bad and they've been kicking off saying they've not played enough. You, you say you're not playing enough and then you do that. Sunshine. See you later. <laughs> Goodbye, John Sitton. Done. Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be amazing if, like, because it's non-league as well, uh, when you're watching on the 3D camera, you've subbed him off and you've told him you've sacked him, right? So you've gone into his player, you've sacked him. And then his animation is just him walking to his car, trying to <laughs> 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 like lifting a boot, chucking his the boots in. Feature and... <laughs> request. <laughs> <laughs> um, if only would... Seb was here, right? Um, do you, like, this is this is me diving deep, a little bit deep and a little bit off topic, so I do apologise. So put me back in my box if, if it is the case. But... Morale, as a professional footballer and as, you know, as the professional footballer, as long as you're winning, you can keep morale pretty happy, right? When it becomes amateur footballers or semi-pro, I, I wonder if there's any difference in their, in, in, their, in their morale because obviously this isn't just their life. You know, they've got other things as well. You know, they've got, they're probably bricklayers and stuff like that. I just wonder whether there's any difference in morale. That's a little bit of a deep thing, but it's a thought. Oh, in FM say... or just in real life? Well, I would love to say in FM, Dave, because like that would be class if it was, you know, because obviously I think that's a real thing. But and I, I just wonder whether whether I there was think a so. variation. I think, you want to, I think you want to win regardless. No, correct. Uh, but, and and um, so and so I don't think I don't think the level you play at determines any difference in morale at all. Like if you are if you're playing well and you enjoy the team you're playing, and regardless of what level, you're you're going to be happier than if if you're not. And obviously, if you're not, you know, I guess it's perhaps even more prevalent uh, depending on how amateur you go, if we, we're referring purely to amateur. Because if you're paying subs to turn up and sit on the bench <laughs> for 80 minutes and then come on for your 10-minute cameo and do nothing, or you get played in a position you don't want to play in, like, it's it's not exactly going to be lovely for you. You know, charging Messi ten quid and then not putting him on. Nah. Exactly. Yeah. What, a power, what a power play that would be. That, that's why. I, that's why I packed in adult football though. I, I went. I went. I'd turn it to the games and he'd sub me on for the last ten minutes, meaning I'd have to pay full whack in subs just because I play part of the game. I thought, nah, this is this is. Get BS. your step over out, yeah. son. I was gonna say he'll change that's all his tune. Yeah. <laughs> nah, like pay ten quid just to go and do a step yeah. over, Dave. That's all it was. <laughs> in, ter in terms of a non-league or lower level, and in, in terms of FM as well. 
well. I suppose it's sort of similar to FM because every player's got a personality. And at mm. non-league level, like you say, some players are going to want to go. I know people that are so competitive, they just want to go and win. And then there's some people that lose 5 and won't can't be asked. So it depends on personality as well. And I think mm. that would reflect that in football manager. You might you might see at lower league level, there's some personalities that are a little bit more, you could say, negative at lower league level rather than at professional level where they tend to be a bit more ironically professional <laughs> i am um, uh, i when i was playing youth football uh, a lad missed a penalty and actually just sat at the penalty spot and cried um during the game <laughs> what age um, was that <laughs> um 16 <laughs> oh my word <laughs> that's last week dave um <laughs> I was just say, are you are you still are you still in uh, counseling yeah. for that dude because <laughs> no, the best thing is is like we just played on a <laughs> and I think he got outside it was amazing anyway um, there's a go his morale was in the mud let's put it that way um, literally we could do the um, another little tactic I mean you, mm, you can't do an FM but you could do the pizza like uh, uh, or Leicester manager what was his name Ranieri Ranieri, Ranieri. Ranieri. Yeah. won the league by just saying every time you win I'll take you out for pizza amazing I love that yeah. imagine but you could do that on FM I'm, I'm, I'm another free feature request for you. There. Well, to be That's fair, it. I as long as it's free, I can do it at Palermo because we're we're, we're skin. <laughs> Imagine if he says free pizza if you win. You win that first game, turn up into the dressing room. It's like Asda's own cooked pizza or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be few. I said pizza. Didn't say where from the yeah. clans. <laughs> Leicester have been relegated from the Premier League because they don't want to win another game. <laughs> yeah, Morales Morales down the toilet. Oh, amazing! Imagine that. Wow. Yeah, I don't think, I think morale, it doesn't change regardless of what level. Although, like what you were saying, Dave, about uh, players, I guess, motivation, whether they're, you know, how, and their, their own personal mentalities changes with their own personality. I think with, uh, with, I guess it can be the same at both levels, it, like getting getting high morale or, or mo- re-motivating and refocusing players it's about getting that extra ten percent out of what they what they they're capable of doing. That's why why you have some managers that are amazing at motivation, ha- manage to succeed with players that should not be achieving what they are as a team, regardless of that they don't have any standout stars, but they're they're motivated towards a common goal. And I guess that can that can happen at any level. It just depends on on the manager and their ability to, to, to eke those extra few percent out of them. It's just that you see though that the margins I think are much finer the further you go up the footballing pyramid. Anyway. Uh, opposing managerial styles or or a hangover from a previous manager. So the the situation is you've come in to whichever club you've joined, following on from a from a previous manager. Their their entire squad is set up to play a particular way that is the antithesis of the way you want to play or, where, or what you're known to play. How do you how do you work around that? Because I think Mourinho and Poch's style, whilst Mourinho will press, he's more defensively focused than Poch. It's tough, isn't it? I think for me, you just got to... Uh, I mean, for me, I find... I, I don't think I can give... A solid answer to this, Matthew. So I might have to go back to. I might have to pass this over to Dave because he's got experience from jumping club to club. I I haven't. You see, I'm I'm a one man band. You know, I stick with my team and I'm loyal. I'm just saying, <laughs> Dave ain't loyal. So go on, Dave. Th- tell us the secrets. I think it. I think it depends really because some, especially with club visions and stuff, a football manager, some clubs will expect you to play a certain way. I think a lot of us go into saves either thinking, right, I want to play how the club's going to play or, right, I've got a system in mind and wherever I go, I'm going to play that system. In the Pentagon Challenge, predominantly, I played a 4-2-3-1. When it came to the biggest teams or the bigger teams, I, t- I tended to play you know, slightly different styles and formations. Um, but yeah, I think it does depend on the club vision because if I want to say, right, I'm going to play a really counter-attacking 5-3-2, but then the club want me to play attacking football, it sort of you know defeats defeats what I'm expect like wanting to do. So I think it's it's a bit of both. A bit of me as a manager. I, I'd go I think most managers want to go into a club and make their own mark. Uh, but also you've got to bear in mind. I think in Mourinho's situation is quite difficult because he was jumping halfway through a through a season as well. So if he wanted to try something completely different, obviously his tactical familiarity would be like Zilch. So I think he had to obviously bear in mind how Potter was playing and what sort of players he was playing to sort of keep that morale at a standard and familiarity at a standard as well. So um, 
there's a lot of football manager factors that you can you can put into that as well. So you basically, try and well, depending on it depends on when you join, really yeah. as to how you and the vision it. as well. I think yeah, like yeah, just just depends really. Oh, I think that. I mean, you that pretty much agrees with what how I would have answered the same yeah. question. Really, it's you know try and steady the ship if it if you're joining mid season and again, uh, it then you can look to sort of slowly migrate into shaping the team how you see them looking long term. The the one thing, and I remember we were told this last year when FM twenty was first dropping. A one thing I wanted to see if anyone had managed to do is to change a club vision of a team such as, remember, I think we were told Barcelona, you know, full-on tiki-taka football. If you could go in there, play Route 1 football, win countless trophies and manage to get the club vision to change. Because I think the tiki-taka is almost locked in. But I'm sure we were told that if you manage to be so successful with a certain system like Gagan Press or Route 1 and it works so well, you could actually change the board. So if you left the club, Barcelona would still want you to play Route 1 football. So I wonder if anyone's ever actually managed to do that this year on FM. Yeah, And I if I was actually meant to say that as well, because I'm not sure if I was meant to say that. but Yeah, know. Dave, I, I, yeah, I remember that telling us that. I, so yeah, I agree. I think you're right. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought you was in the room. I'm not even. Yeah, in the room. I'm sorry. Um, I've now forgot what point we're talking about. Um, one quick question, because I like to ask questions, because I don't really know much about this game. But um, Dave, when you were doing your Pentagon Challenge, uh, when you jumped from like South or like North America over to Europe, and obviously you would have seen a, 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 a massive gap between the quality of teams in in, in North America to to, to 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 Europe. Yeah. Your reputation, was it a high rep then when you went over? Was it easy to win the team round mid-season or whenever you took over? Or was it, you know, were you coming from as a lower rep and maybe actually it was harder to turn these guys around? So obviously Mourinho going in, to kind of make this a little bit relevant to the point, Mourinho going in at Tottenham, big name. You, you, saw, the, you saw the footage of the players when they found out who it was. It's very easy for the, for them to kind of buy into Mourinho's way because look, he wins. All of them are talking about it throughout the whole documentary. He wins trophies wherever he goes. We're expecting to win a trophy. Whereas in Football Manager, I you know, with your reputation being lower, is it actually you know, is it very mirrored to what it is in real life? I think I think. I think over time I managed to obviously grow that reputation. It was the step up, the, the start was weird because I started with a team in China who were dreadful and did really well with them over three years, got them into the Chinese Super League and managed to get the biggest job in China. Whereas in, the in theory, you know, I won the Chinese Super League. In theory, all the top managers at the best clubs in China, you look now in real life, could probably manage in the Premier League because they're probably ex Premier League managers. And obviously I went to South Africa and it almost as if my reputation was like two steps back because, you know, I, I, yeah, I'd conquered China, but then I'd gone to a different country where it wasn't as reputable. I think by the time I'd won three or four, which was when I was in South America, Europe sort of knew who I was. This sounds really weird talking about this because it's as if I'm in real life. But Europe, Europe knew who I was. Who, yeah, Europe knew who I was. It's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I'd gone to, and I'd already had a couple of years at Inter before we moved to Real Madrid. So I didn't really see a massive hangover or anything when I moved to Inter, especially. City so, was, sorry. City, when I joined City after two or three uh, Champions Leagues, I did City before I'd actually done South and North America. That was hard because it was more or less like that, actually. Like, I just couldn't get the players to play at The all. coaching badges wasn't there. Exactly, you, yeah. Okay, that was a pretty good really, example, to be fair. That's really yeah. interesting. Um, I'm assuming, again, IRL-wise, you go into South Africa, you kind of drop off the cliff, right? So, like, for example, Benitez over in China at the moment, who really gives a fuck, yeah? So if he comes back now, I'm like, well, where's he been for the last two years, three years, whatever? Yeah, exactly. You know? So kind of, he, I guess his reputation would go down in IRL. So in-game, that being relative as well, that's good. And, again, to hear the fact that you went to City early, that's, that's quite interesting to know. Yeah. They offered you the yeah. job... Yeah, yeah, you weren't big enough or good enough with your. Well, that, that's why it was a bit of a shock at the time. I'd won, I'd won in China, I'd won in Africa. But to be fair, if if I was a fan now of a team, and you've gone right, this guy's just won two Champions Leagues in the last two years abroad, you probably think right, he's got a bit of something about him. And City was such a high, like you know, target. I was, I was surprised when I got that job. But literally, the players just didn't want to play. 
And like you said, I didn't have the complete coaching badges uh, and I didn't have the reputation yet. And obviously it took me another six or seven years before I went back to Europe. So it, it worked out pretty well, pretty realistic. That's really interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. I'm glad I raised that point now. <laughs> I see Matthew <laughs> nodding as well. That's, I'm, I'm pleased. Dad's pleased. I'm pleased. Dad, please. <laughs> it was, it, the, the, the link and everything was, was spot on. I was, no, no, I was no. glad you brought it up. So well mm. done. I wrote it down about 20 minutes ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll move on to our final point then, which is how do you combat being too nice and uh, no C-bombs, please, gentlemen? <laughs> so, obviously, Mourinho has types of players that he likes. and there are, there, he, Particularly in midfield, he likes uh, a, a bit of a destroyer who, who is willing to fight and he doesn't mind winning ugly if it means winning. Uh, Spurs have a bit of a reputation, at least in his eyes, of being too nice and not wanting to do the the dirty things to make sure that you can win games. So if you found yourself with a, a team of, say, pretty boys and, and people that are more more used to playing fancy football but not willing to to change their image in order to win games, how do you combat that? I have to agree. Like I think, unfortunately, part and parcel of the fo- of football is the fact that, or sport in general, is that the nice guys don't don't come first, right? It is. They say it part and parcel. You have to have about little dirty shit. You have to be. I wouldn't say cheap. That's not the right way. I say bend the rules. Yeah, be competitive. Yeah. Like there's there's a, a such a thing called professional fouls. Yeah, a man's running through. You pull him down. You get a yellow card. And like almost nowadays, like commentators will go, oh, well, he's took one for the team. Not that he's a cheat because he's cheating the game, right? It's a professional foul. Um, so for me, I guess the only thing you can really do um, as I'm assuming something like dirtiness is like a hidden attribute, you can't see it, is just demand more like play. Uh, I would do uh, team instructions or oppositional instructions and just tackle harder. Try and uh, press a bit more, tackle harder, get in their faces, look for the brave players that, that are in your team and kind of demand that from them. Look for the players that have a, a high aggression, demand that from them. Um, you're not going to get everyone on that pitch to be that sort of player. I don't think you'll get that from your wingers. I don't think you'll get that from your your wing backs, so to speak. Let's look at the four in the middle. Let's say we're saying a four four two. Look at the four, the two centre mids, the, the, the two centre backs. They're the ones you want to be getting angry. The problem is... Being dirty and trying to play dirty and win dirty, you you're gonna get you're gonna get disciplinaries. You you're gonna get a lot of yellow yeah. cards. You're gonna get red cards, which then in 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 the other way around is that could cause you to lose games because you have got less players on the pitch. But um, that's all I would do is just look for the big boys and just tell them they're fucking. <laughs> Sorry, Brilliant. man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, hang on, I quoted it. I quoted it. Right, so it's fine. <laughs> I, I do it on football managers, to be fair. I get put, get stuck in on. Uh, I think similar to what Mourinho says, really, it stops. I remember the, I don't want to ruin it too much, the episode against Wolves. And uh, he was just saying Wolves stopped the transitions whilst we didn't. And that was the mm. difference in the game. And that's what I do on football manager. Like you say, Dupe, I do get a lot of bookings. I have players suspended for bookings two or three times a season, which is really frustrating. But... As a whole, I think that wins does win me games. I stop the stop teams counter attacking against me. You know, I've got quite a attacking system, especially in the Premier League. So the teams are going to get up high and try and beat my high line. So us having you know this dirty, you know dirtiness, and like you say, the professional fouls. It's ones that opposition fans absolutely hate. But if your player did it, you love it, don't you? So yeah. I, I'd hate it if if someone did it against me. But you even saw how much. In that episode, again, don't want to spoil it, how much it wound up the Spurs uh, players. But Mourinho knew it straight away. He said in the first minute, Wolves got a booking, and in the last minute, Wolves got a booking because they knew when to stop it and what fouls to do. So big up to Wolves as well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it really hurts you to say that, Dave. I know, yeah. Nobody nobody asked, Dave. Um, (laughs) For me, like, yes, absolutely. And I look at it, and you talk about professional fouls, and you just go, oh, that's so annoying. He's just broke up play. But when the way he breaks it down, and I mean, okay, it's only in a, like a halftime team talk, right? So you don't actually see him break it fully down. Mm. But the way he breaks that down and they show the footage with it, and it's like, again, spoilers. Um, <laughs> the Wolves won, it's fine. Uh, you can see that the, uh, the, the fact that he is absolutely spot on. 
all you know, he's they've stopped two goals there by yeah. tackling on the edge of their box or potential two goals, right? And it is that word transition. And I think a lot of people think, and maybe maybe a lot of people don't think about that in football manager, is is the different transitions, the, the different phases of play. That if you stop it early up the pitch, you're also less likely to get a booking, in my opinion, right? You tackle somebody on the yeah. edge of their area, you tackle somebody on the edge of your area, Course, you're more yeah, likely yeah. to get a booking up there. Again, might be IRL more than fo uh, football manager, but let's get in their faces, let's push them back, let's stop them from getting getting out, and like you said, stop the counter attack. Don't be afraid of a yellow card. Well, the thing is, you've, you, you, like the one, the only one thing that you've not mentioned that I would maybe look to do is find get you get get your players like Robbie Savage, the ones that have the the trait of winds looks to wind up opponents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, look at them to aggravate people on purpose, especially if they've got that one playmaker that's going to make all the difference. So I think that's that's the only thing that you'd not mention that I would do as well. The other thing is, is like very contradictory. Like I, I would. Tell them to just get stuck in, expect red cards, and then code of conduct and find them. So I wonder if you <laughs> dropped the fine, whether they'd be more likely to. But you, do you know what I mean? Like, or put I'm it a harsher harsh fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm just, re just, just earning revenue for the club. We're skin, Dave. I said we're skin. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, just everyone on a full season low, um, uh, salary fine. If you get a red card, everyone go out and smash the fuck out of them, please. Dupes Morale is definitely dropping next stream because he's putting all the fines up to like a month fine for a book. <laughs> no one's got any money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> clubs, club, club directors are bouncing around the boardroom though. I, the, anyway. o the only thing that concerns me, Matt, is is the the fact that going dirty, getting in their faces, you're going to end up with more cards than Clintons. Do you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> that's going to get tough. It's going to get costly. Re revenue for the club shop, though. So yeah. true. So there you go. Well, gents, I think that's been very good. Hopefully, those at home or in the car or wherever you are listening to this podcast have also found it useful. But now it is time for Doopy's quiz. It may be good, it may be poop, but one thing's for certain, it's a quiz from Doop. Okay, Matthew, um, I had prepared this when we had a few more minds. It's me versus you, basically. I have a list of 49 teams that's played in the Premier League. I'm giving you 10 minutes, or hopefully you'll get it sooner. I thought this pod wouldn't be that long. Um, so maybe we'll do eight minutes as I've just looked at the clock. Um, I will start the timer... Uh, and you're just going to reel them off, but obviously I've got I've got to okay them before you reel them off, so you know. Um, we'll do it one I, at a time. I did this, and I got 42 in 10 minutes whilst at work, and people coming in and asking me questions. So I think I probably probably only did it in eight minutes anyway. So 42 in eight minutes and bad. Um, so good luck. Um, obviously. For example, some teams have been in it more times than once, but I, single entry only, okay? I don't want oh, you yeah. to tell me like one team seven million times. Okay, so when you're ready, the clock has started. Dave, first one. Uh, Manchester United. Correct. Matthew. Oldham. Good Hockey. shout. Oldham have done it twice. Next one. Coventry. Coventry City are in nine, nine times. Matthew. Swindon. Swindon, once. Good shout. I love how we're going for the rogue ones. Uh, Wolves, get out Wolves. of the way. Seven seasons. Go. Big man. Norwich. Norwich, of course. Yes. Um, Blackpool. Blackpool, yes. Once, Dave. Good good shout, Dave. Didn't think you were born then. <laughs> he was definitely born then. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday is also correct, Matthew. Eight times. David? Portsmouth. Pompey, Pompey, Pompey. Correct. Seven. Matthew? QPR. QPR, seven oh, as well. Let's like that next. Uh, Arsenal. Arsenal, 29 seasons. I feel like I'm playing bingo here. Matt <laughs> Reading. Reading. Ooh. Something that I struggle with. Uh, three. <laughs> Bolton Wanderers. Bolton Wanderers. Correct. We, uh, we, we were graced with their presence quite a bit. I can't find them. Uh, yes, they are on here, though. Go on, carry on. Forest. Forest. Which one? There's a couple of forests, like Forest Green. You know which forest I mean. <laughs> Five times, Matthew. Five times. <laughs> Alton uh, with 13. Unlucky for some. Uh, Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Dave, best team in Midlands, mate. Oh, I knew times. he was going to say that. Brilliant. 26 times. Matthew. Barnsley. 
Barnsley Ooh. are the last team to be the number one. So well done. That's good to get those three off. That's three tough ones. Uh, Birmingham City. Birmingham City. Correct, Dave. Seven times. Also EFL Cup winners. Charlton. Charlton Ooh, shout. is a very good shout, Matthew. Surprisingly, I've been in eight seasons, which I thought was quite high. David. Wimbledon. Wimbledon is a good show. Yes, eight seasons. Well done. Ipswich. Ipswich again. Correct. Five seasons. Done my uh, research. West Brom. West Brom, the second best team in the Midlands. <laughs> um, quite possibly a devastating result for them today. Yes, they they just correct. They've cool. 13 seasons. This is their 13th. Almost double you. Go next. Match. <laughs> Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. 15. Well done. Leeds United. Leeds United 13 again. Sunderland. Sunderland. 16 times Sunderland have. Middlesbrough. Already been Start. said. Minus Sorry. one point. <laughs> Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle. Correct. 26 seasons. Bournemouth. Bournemouth. It's five seasons. Continuous as well. Leicester. Leicester. Correct. Mr. Azapardi. 15 seasons. Palace. Crystal. I don't know. They're not a team, Matt. I don't know who they are. <laughs> don't want to talk about Crystal Palace if that's okay. 12 seasons. And I hope this is their last now. Um, Dave. Fulham. Fulham. Correct. 15 seasons. Brighton. Brighton is also correct with their fourth season this year. Chelsea. Chelsea, 29 times. Obviously, one of the six teams, seven teams, six teams that have been in 29 seasons. Cardiff. Cardiff is a good shout, Matthew. Well done. Two. Swansea. Go on, I knew as a party was going. I would have bet my house on that. Seven seasons Swansea have done. Sheffield United. Sheffield United have only done five, but they're in. We said Southampton. No, no. 22 times. Burnley. Burnley is correct, seven times. You have six minutes remaining, gentlemen. Tottenham. Tottenham, also in the 29 club. Blackburn. Blackburn Rovers, 18 times, one, one, win, one win. West Ham. West Ham United, 25 seasons. Matthew. Watford. Watford, seven seasons. Not obviously, not this year. Manchester City. City, 24 seasons they've played. Wow. Less than West Ham. Can we have uh, like a, a number One, we've got? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You're 41. I got 42. So you're 41. We definitely haven't said all the Prem teams as well. Surely not. No. I don't. We should have probably <laughs> done that first. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Five minutes remain. We've, we've, said, we've, said, we've said Villa, haven't we? Villa's yeah. been said. I think I've said... I should have uh, gave you like five lives, actually. That's what I should have done. Make it a bit harder. This is going to be quite easy now. I know that it's, it's the, when you get, the, get further along. But yeah. Everton. Everton, Everton of course. 29 in the 29 club. You are still missing one 29 club. Liverpool. That's Liverpool as well, yeah. So you've now overtaken me. Two brains clearly is better than one half of one. Uh, so that's 43 teams out of 49 so you've got six remaining seven I must have miscounted Derby Shout. Derby is correct seven times down to five Leicester four minutes Leicester's been said, said. Leicester has been Derby, said Leicester. you have no teams left that have been in for longer than ten seasons obviously not continuous but ten seasons of the Premier League there's a clue. And you have... Uh, oh, I've misread. You actually have three minutes left. So you've got, you got time. you got time. Oh, Whilst you're thinking, guys, uh, if you'd like to watch me on Twitch, you can do every night at 7pm. <laughs> Monday to Friday. Um, I'm just, I'm just feeling... I don't want dead air, Matt, you know. I can edit the dead air out. <laughs> what to make it sound like you've done it really quick? <laughs> yeah. All it is is no, just no a, one's a, gonna no one's Arsenal, gonna check Chelsea, it. Chelsea, Liverpool, Swansea. Yeah, no one's gonna check it, are they? No one cares. 
Oh, bloody hell. Struggling, yeah, man. hours later. Would you like clues so we actually get to it? Um, two of them that you have not answered has reached an FA Cup final in the last 10 years. One has won it. There's a big clue. Oh, championship team that have won it. Didn't say championship. Selling the Premier. I'm trying Wait, to think who we have. We said Millwall. Millwall's not been. Millwall's in, never been in the Prem. Oh, my bad. Uh, oh, it's a it's a brain thinker. Uh, guys at home, also please let us know how many you've got. Um, you're gonna have a little bit less time because Matt's gonna edit it to make it sound like he's done it in a minute. Um, <laughs> so one, people are definitely screaming at their phone or radio. One, two, three. Four, five left. Arsenal. <laughs> we said Fulham, yeah? Fulham's been said, said. Fulham, yeah. You have 90 seconds. I'm going to start on, chucking man. out clues now because I want us to get it. Won the FA Cup, relegated that season. Who's that? Oh, Wigan. Wigan, oh, correct. Yeah. yeah. Can you do it on a cold Tuesday night? Stoke. 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 Oh Correct. I've not got Stoke. That's bad. Um, Scoring a penalty at City. He runs over. They all sit down on the grass and he's telling them all Hull. off. The celebration. Hull. City. The clues are on point, by the way. You've got two left. One, think Proudy. Try not to get sacked. We've got, oh, uh, uh, Huddersfield. Huddersfield Town. Last one. Is this hard, what, the last one? Pretty hard. I want to say something that I'm not allowed to say, so I'm not going to say it. Um, corner in, Scolzi volleys it, top bin. Hits the crossbar, goes in. 2002. Where like a darkish... Up north. You might have a mate called... <laughs> if you're like, probably an Aussie mate. You've got 10 seconds. I'm, I want to win, so... Um, that's obscure as fuck. Yes, I'm trying. I don't know anything else about this. Um, they've got a very there. nice beefy. I've been there. Um, <laughs> that's like they're what? a city. It's a city. It's up north. It's a city. They've been in the Premier League twice. Back in the day, not now. I think around the 2000 era was when they were kind of up. Not a clue. Not A, but B. Starts with B. Oh, Bradford. Bradford! Oh, I mean, boy. you're about an hour after. I mean, <laughs> but yeah. That is all 49 teams, gentlemen. So we're, the clues... Did all right. And your time starts now. So well done. You got it in. <laughs> you should you have win. said Paul Jewell was their manager. Got, would have got it then. I didn't know he was their Rather manager. Than... Um, <laughs> what I wanted to say was... Chris Kamara. And I couldn't say that. So... <laughs> I beeped it for you, Matt. Don't panic. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thank you. Right. Well, thank you very much for that, Dupe. I enjoyed that. It was fine until I like I'd started writing them down just as we started, as I was thinking of them, and then it dried up very quickly. I didn't <laughs> like your tactic, to be honest. So I got the idea really quickly when I was in Cyprus last year. Um, they basically gave us this, this paper, right, and it had all the number of seasons that they had been in, but like not the clubs, right. So I sat there on my own and all these other blokes who kind of got together and I'm like, I've got a football manager brain. I can do this. And I'm like, right, start this up. Arsenal, Chelsea, Everton. And then you're like, I didn't get Oldham. I didn't get, um, I didn't get Blackpool. And I don't think I got QPR was the other one. Just like mad when you're under the pressure. I'd love to yeah. know how people got on at home. Be very interesting. Anyway, mm -hmm. that does bring us to the end of episode 161 you can find the links for each of us the five star pod twitter account and weestromfm discord server in the description or by visiting weestromfm.com where you can also find the blogs that have been released this past week and if you did miss the message at the outset of the pod you can also find the link for well for the epic store where you can get football manager 20 for free forever and i believe it's out until Thursday after this pod has been released. If it you're listening to this later on, obviously it's been and gone. So uh, snooze you lose of September 2020. 24th of September. Yeah. Thank you very much. COVID Duke. is still here as well, by the way. Just so if you, in case you're back, listen to the back catalogue. Yeah, if, if you are, then uh, 
Hope all is well, and hopefully in the year 3000, things are better. Uh, anyway, Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every Monday. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye, goodbye folks.